tribal trails, tribal trails. The Son of God, He's near. He chose to walk with us. These tribal trails. Hello, welcome to Tribal Trails. Today, we would like to deal with spiritual warfare that many Christians struggle with. This is a topic that isn't talked about much in the churches, but is very prevalent today. Anytime we are stepping out to follow God, we can expect to face opposition, especially from Satan. We have three guests who will share their dealings in warfare and what they did about it. We'll start with Ron Desarin. He was in a Bible school classroom when his attack started. I was actually in class one day and uh, and Gary Quequish was teaching yeah. and um, and all of a sudden out of the out of the blue bang I, I heard this voice loud and clear in my mind um, and it just swore against the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. you know and then the cursing continued it I just I couldn't stop it and uh, it was driving me nuts, you know. I didn't want it. And, uh, and I struggled with it. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. Um, I wandered around. Uh, I reached a point where I thought, well, God was done with me now. I had done the ultimate thing, I was finished, you know. But it took a long time to go through that phase to recognize and understand that it was a, an attack from dark forces, yeah. you know? And, and I don't understand why God allowed it because I asked him, like, why, you know? Why would you do this, you know? Well, I shouldn't say why do you do this, but why was it allowed in my life, right? And, uh, <clears throat> and as, time, as time went on, I, I began to see that I wasn't the only one. There's a lot of other Christians, a lot of the believers have gone through this, you know, and um, in fact, um, three months after the Lord, the Lord called me out, it happened again, mm -hmm. you know, but here's what happened at that point, because I got up early in the morning and uh, I had been struggling with it silently for about two weeks, yeah. and uh, early in the morning, it was a beautiful morning, and uh, my wife got up and I told her, well, it's happened again. And I still remember how just immediately she, she was just frustrated. Oh no, not again, you know, kind of thing. Because she went through the first one, right? Even though that was like, you know, many years ago, you know. And uh, so, so I walked down to the lake. It was a beautiful lake. And I cried out to the Lord. I said, why? You know, like, I don't understand this. Like, why am I going through this? Why me? Kind of thing, you know. We went home that day and we checked the mail and this wonderful, beautiful lady from Buffalo Narrows, her name is Jermaine Peterson, just a wonderful woman of God. She sent me this booklet, just a tattered little booklet that said that the title was The Nervous Christian. And it was written by, uh, by uh, I think it was a psychologist or a psychiatrist, whatever, but uh, but basically, what because of his experience in dealing with people, yeah. he, he realized that 
there was a lot of demonic influence in people's lives, and, and that's why these things happened to, their, to them, eh? And uh, <clears throat> I started reading it. And did it ever help me to start seeing the onslaught of, of the devil and, you know, of, of, of demons in, in the mind when, once they have a doorway, right? Once they, they have an entrance, you know? And uh, that really helped me to get victory. You know, things happen every day of our life that we have absolutely no control over. And yet when those things happen, sometimes we just get so worried and so concerned about it. And you know, sometimes the devil just likes to get right on your shoulder and he likes to just start talking in your ear and saying, you can't do that. Like, you can't teach that Sunday school class or, or you can't speak at a prayer meeting or you can't witness to the guy or, or lady at work. But when he starts that stuff, all you have to do is look at him and say, Satan, you ain't the boss of me. Because you see, over 2,000 years ago, on a hill called Calvary, Jesus Christ answered that. He died that we might have an abundant life. And when Satan starts saying things like that to you, all you have to say is, Calvary answers for me. Satan just cowers to think of the powers he lost when the cross had its day. Gone are the mornings when fear without warning would win. And again have its way. Now when Satan reminds me of things I regret, I'll bring up Calvary, lest he forget. I Christ took the blame when I'm called to answer for my history. Calvary answers for me. Calvary answers That erased all my past. 
I feel the heartbeat of mercy inside me now. I have found joy at last. Now I live in freedom that chains cannot bind. And I won't look back at what I've left behind. High on the mountain of sorrow and shame, grace signed my pardon as Christ took the blame. For my history, Calvary answers for me. Calvary answers for me. Now and Satan reminds. I regret I just bring a Calvary lest he forget High on the mountain of sorrow and shame grace signed my pardon as Christ took the blame when I'm called to answer for my history. Calvary answers for me. Calvary over in the water hen uh, lake area. Uh, a fellow by the name of Roy Markell used to be there, and I had gone with them, helping them, ministering, because he, he couldn't talk Cree, and a lot of the people understood, didn't understand English. And so I went over there, and uh, for it was going to be a couple of weeks, so the missionaries, they haven't had a holiday for some time. And uh, he uh, came to me and he said, you know, my wife and I got a proposal to make to you. Oh, we'd like to take off on a week's trip or two weeks trip. And uh, just for a short time. And we're wondering if you'd be able to stay here and carry on the ministry. 
And that hit me <laughs> to be ministering in place of the missionary, to be alone there, and so on. And uh, however, it would be a great help also to be able to have somebody in their station while they're away. And I had been visiting with him on the reserves. I got to know some of the people. Anyway, make a long story short, they're gone, and there I was. The first, second day, everything seemed to be okay. But as I visited the people, sometimes there was not all people like you to come and talk to them about the Lord. And there was a lot of them that are in favor of the gospel, you can talk to them, explain things. But there were some that were really opposed to it, that had nothing to do with it, and they told me so. And I came home kind of discouraged. I was young in the ministry. And that evening, I, I was having devotions, ready to go to bed. Um, first time I really sensed there seems to be somebody in the other room. And uh, now, I, I mean, I, even now I can hear things that I may want to know what it is. And there's, there's a cause, there's an effect, or whatever. But this, I looked in the other room. No, there wasn't any, anybody, anything. Not even animals, cat or dog or anything like that. Anyway, time went on, I went to bed, and uh, sometime after when I'm almost falling asleep, again, I hear, in the other room now, definite presence. You know, it's not somebody coughed or uh, somebody, uh, you know, said something or sang, whistled or something. It wasn't like that. It's just that when... Uh, when I know there is somebody there, you know, you don't have to listen, is he there? But everything is quiet and you do hear somebody. That makes for, I'm not used to this. I never, I don't remember going through anything like that. So I sat up and I prayed, prayed for myself and uh, lay down again and once more, I hear it, and it seemed closer to the door. Now, the door didn't have a door, just opening in the room I was sl sleeping. Uh, I couldn't hear. So, hey, it could be something. So I lit the lamp and looked around. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, now it's possible it's mice, but <laughs> there was no mice after that or before that. So anyway, but this was not that. I know definitely the fear that came to me. I mean, it was, I mean, if you can't see it or don't know what it is, at least for me, the fear was really gripped me. So I got up and prayed and prayed and resisted the evil. And it was some time after I got in bed, I didn't hear this anymore. And I woke up the next morning, slept good, and uh, woke up the next morning with a feeling, well, 
I sure would not want to go through that again. But uh, I stayed there another few days. Uh, I think it's about a week, and then uh, never experienced that again. I mean, you hear noises, but not this kind of a evil kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and things like that have happened different times, similar to that. Not always the same. But I learned to resist Satan, to tell him, I don't want you here. I don't belong to you anymore. I belong to Jesus Christ, and that's the one I'll listen to. That's the one I'll glorify, and I don't want you. I resist Satan. Thanks, Bill, for sharing your story. It's important to resist Satan. In James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, we read, So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. It is important to stand up to Satan. He tries to scare us and makes us feel weak. He bothered Ron about his position with God while he was in Bible school. Satan will do everything to get us off track. We have a short book for those of you who would like to have more information with Satan's attacks. It's called Out of the Devil's Snare. And we would like you to have this. So give us a call. We also have our spiritual helpline for you to call. We don't want you to feel that you are defeated just because Satan and circumstances put you down. So why not give us a call and see how God loves you and wants you to be victorious in your life. Now we have Bird and Liz Janelle share with us some of their experiences. Well, Liz, we're sitting around here, and I know that uh, I wanted to talk about about some stories about about demon activity. And uh, I remember in our home a long time ago when uh, when we were just uh, brand new Christians. So uh, I just wanted you to share just uh, what happened that day. I remember in 1976 or 77, somewhere around there, I was just a young, young Christian, maybe a year and a half in my, in my walk with God. And, I, uh, and we just moved into a new home in a new house. And, and one afternoon, I went to lay down, and I was laying there, and... And I must have dozed off, and, and and I felt someone on on me when I was sleeping, and I actually, I actually felt a weight on me. I know I tried to pray in my dream. Like I tried to call out the name of Jesus, but I just couldn't. I could scarcely pray in in my dream. As much as I tried, I couldn't. You know, finally I just woke up and then I started to pray out loud. I prayed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and, you know, I felt that evil presence leave, leave from my room that afternoon. And I thank God that he was there with me. Another time was I was uh, just lately, this uh, past year, about six months ago, it was in the night after I, w- I went to sleep or w- went to lay down to sleep. 
I guess I fell asleep and, and I could feel someone choking me. You know, I could feel those hands on my, on my throat and I, uh, I couldn't hardly breathe. I started to pray in the name of Jesus in my dream. You know, but I had a hard time because of those hands that were on my, on my throat. Finally, I completely woke up and then I really prayed out loud. I prayed again in the name of Jesus and, and that presence left. I could feel that awful presence and that evil, evil thing go out of my bedroom. And, and again, I thank God for the victory that I can have through the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you could remember some stuff too that happened to us in our, uh, in our uh, ministry. I remember it was, uh, there was a specific time that when we were, I think it was in, uh, I think it was in, in Regina there, uh, we were asked to go to uh, an outside event to where we had to go and sing and share. And there were some other parties that were uh, invited there too. And I remember one of them wasn't, uh, it wasn't a Christian group. Uh, and so uh, I remember us uh, uh, praying about it and saying, Lord, if you want these people there, that's fine. If you don't want them there, uh, you know, we, we just kind of said, Lord, just, just keep them away. Sure enough, we went to this, uh, to this uh, meeting and, and, and that group didn't show up. And I remember that happened uh, twice in our ministry that I could think of. And it was in, uh, other times that happened too, that, uh, that we just, we just uh, prayed about it beforehand, and then God answered the prayer by, by, keeping those, by keeping those things away. There was a teenage girl, uh, she needed help, as she has asked for help, and, and there were three of us in, our, in that place, in that house, and she was in a bedroom, so I went in there, and she wanted me to pray for her. So I knelt down and by the bed beside her and I started praying. In the meantime, the other person who was there with us, he came into the, into the room and this girl looked at him and, you know, and said in a voice, a voice that didn't even sound like her. And she looked at him and she said, I will kill you, she said. Just that a voice that didn't even sound like her. And I could see the young man was scared. He, and he ran out of there so fast. And, and for myself, you know, I was, I was kind of scared. And just like the back of my head, my, the hair on my head was just stood up. And I felt an evil presence there. But I just stayed on my knees and I kept praying. You know, I just kept praying and praying and praying for half an hour or so. You know, and all of a sudden, I felt a gust of wind flew right by me and out of that room. And this girl said, help me get rid of, she said, she actually said, 
She said, get rid of my rock star cassette tapes music, she said. So her and I went to throw them out in a toilet hole outside. And so that was another time that, that the evil presence of Satan and his demons were there. And, but thank God we have, we have victory through so, so the name of Jesus. And, and I want to share a verse in uh, 1 John 4.4. 4. You are from God, little children and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Because greater is Jesus who lives in us than he who is in the world. No matter what comes after us, we, we do not have to be afraid, because Jesus is greater than any demon or any devil in this world. So I thank God that I have the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When we put on the whole armor of God, we're actually putting on Jesus Christ. So Jesus lives in us and, and we have that power to overcome these, these uh, battles that come our way. And I thank God that I have Jesus in my heart and my life. And he is the victor because of what he did upon the cross and he shed his blood for us. And we can call upon the name of the Lord no matter where we are. That's right, Liz. So Satan would like to make us feel defeated. And when we are defeated, we feel powerless. But Christ came to give us life and power. We don't have to feel this way if we are in Christ. In Romans chapter 8, verse 2, it says, And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. As a Christian, we have the power to defeat anything that Satan can throw at us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. In other words, God will not allow anything to happen to us that we cannot handle, including anything that Satan would do to us. Now, if you're not a Christian, you don't have the power and Satan can lead you around like a lost puppy. And he does. Right now, you can accept God's plan and become one of his children. And like any good father, he will protect you from Satan and the demons that want to torment your life. Why not accept Jesus as your savior and experience his protection today? Give us a call. And don't forget to ask about the booklet, Out of the Devil's Net. See